if it hit me just right, I would have been not able to preach for a while. Anyways, his taser works, praise God. And for those that are listening, I was on the wrong end of a taser a few minutes ago checking out this wonderful flashlight. It was a shocking experience. I'll turn with me to Luke. Book of Luke. Uh, I think Luke was a very passionate writer, Dr. Luke was. It was another perspective of the gospel. I'm going to talk about the time that Jesus was on the cross. I guess I better use the mic since I wouldn't get on to the other. Um, as everybody's turning there, I'm going to be discussing three points tonight. And I'm going to, they're titled the three R's of the cross. Other preachers I've heard may have preached this before. I, I know it probably won't be the same. But the three R's of the cross, one is rebellion. The second one is repentance. And the third one is redemption. Yeah. I hope that you receive a revelation from this. A deep revelation through this. To understand who we are in Christ Jesus. Revelation. You receive repentance. Revelation leads to revival. Yes. Luke chapter 23. My hand still hurts. Oh, Lord, help me. Verse 39. And one of the thieves are the malefactors which were hanged railed on him, saying, If thou be Christ, save thyself and us. But the other answered and rebuked him, saying, Does thou not fear God, seeing thou art in the same condemnation? And we indeed justly, for we receive the reward of our deeds. But this man, Jesus, he's talking about, has done nothing amiss. And he said unto Jesus, Lord, remember me when thou come into thy kingdom. And Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, Today shalt thou be with me yeah. in paradise. Pastor Connie, if you pray over me. Precious Lord and Master, Father God, we thank you for this time. Lord, I ask that you would place such an anointing on Luke that he's all over the place. Lord, I ask that you would anoint him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Lord, that you put his coattails on fire. You put fire in his, in his shoes. You put fire in his spirit, Lord God. And Lord, that he's able to get across what it is that you've laid on his heart. Lord, I, ask that, I pray that you would help the rest of us to receive what we need to receive out of this message. In the name of Jesus. Amen. 
as we read at the very beginning of the first verse, we find the first thief kind of, in a way, probably mocking Jesus. He mocked him or tried to dare him and tried to make him out to be something. See, I talked this morning about how the enemy will deceive us. How he will put in the seeds of doubt and discouragement that will lead into uh, depression and other oppression to the point of you falling and you're running from God. See, so many we find people from the very beginning that tries to stir up the spirit of rebellion. This is a spirit of rebellion because this was a man that was a thief. But instead, he said, why don't you take yourself off the cross? By mocking the man after they seen what was done with him. I want you to picture something. These thieves did not get punished the same way Jesus got punished. They did not. They was not beaten and whipped to the point of death. They were not nailed. Exactly. They was not nailed to the cross. They went beyond what was humanly impossible to the torture that Jesus endured on that cross for us. But yet, this man that was on the left side of him was beginning to mock Jesus. That was beginning to mock everything that he stood for. And see, I want you to understand that thief represents rebellion. It was the rebellion that caused Adam and Eve to sin in the garden. They rebelled against God. They rebelled from that instead of having a relationship where they could hear God walking into that garden. But instead, there was a seed that was planted into them that was telling them, don't you want to know? Don't you think God is hiding something from you? I mean, you think about it. As we live in today's standards, there are people that live that's in church that are in every church that we can go to today that literally is put there by Satan Amen. to try to deceive and stir up trouble wherever they go. Even now as we see even in our nation that we live in, we live and we see that spirit of rebellion. But you may know that spirit as a Jezebel spirit. It was in the beginning that we saw that Jezebel spirit. It was at that cross that we saw that Jezebel spirit that began to rise up and try to stir up a rebellion. That's right. It is that Jezebel spirit that's in our government, that's in our politics, that's trying to take God out of our prayers taking God out of our schools. That's taking God out of our pledge. That's taking God out of our homes and trying to take God away from our children. That's right. Amen. It is that same spirit that tries to do us stir of a rebellion in your relationship, in your personal relationship with your husband and your wife. It's that same spirit that creates mental illness of paranoia 
and I'm not saying it's all of it. Trust me. Please don't get mad at me on this. What I'm saying is, but this spirit will cause you to have a mental breakdown. How many times we've seen pastors break down and give up because of that rebellious spirit, because someone did not agree into what that pastor was saying. Instead, what we see in this world is people are giving in to that rebellion spirit. And we see some of our biggest churches that gave in to that rebellious spirit instead of speaking to God's truth, instead of speaking the Word of God, they are only giving what people want to hear. That's right. Says the truth will set you free, but it will hurt you. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're running. But if you really love someone, you're going to tell them the word of God, even if it hurts. See, that thief, I don't know if he might have not realized he was being used, but he knew he was dying. Instead of repentance, he decided to mock Jesus. He tried to use that power and it was that same spirit that was probably tempting Jesus in the wilderness. It probably was that same spirit that was fighting Him and telling Him He didn't have to die on the cross. This was the thing that when we find when Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane on the western slopes, when Jesus was kneeling down and crying out, take this cup of suffering away from me. It was at that moment you realized that flesh wanted to rebel, but instead Jesus stood His ground as He was praying. He said, but not my will, but Your will. Not my will, but Your will. Because I believe without a doubt as Jesus hanged on that cross and heard that theme, He saw every one of us from every generation knowing every blood that was dripping out was for us. But see, that spirit of rebellion wants to take that away from us. That spirit of rebellion wants to take that peace away from you. That spirit of rebellion will sometimes disguise itself as a gift, as an influence of power, or, or a gift that makes you feel energized, or a, a false drug, or a false high. But instead, it just destroys you. Rebellion was in the very beginning. Even Jesus said, I beheld Satan basically falling out of the sky like a bolt of lightning. Where does rebellion come from then? Obviously, it came from Satan. Come on. I'm not saying everything's from him, but we know that spirit is a seed of Satan. Yes, it is. Without a doubt. And that spirit, as we look around, is on the rise everywhere. And see, I didn't preach this sermon this way before. Even that spirit of rebellion sometimes keeps us as pastors saying what we're supposed to say. Don't get mad at me. I have to say this. Sometimes in a small church, it's harder to preach the truth yes, because is. you know every individual more personal. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it becomes so hard, but you have to realize you love that person so much 
And you have to realize you've got to see them the way that God sees them. You see, the enemy of that spirit of rebellion will cause, try to make people feel like they are failures, that they are not part of something, that they're not needed in the church, or, or they're just going to hurt somebody's feeling when they speak truth. But sometimes you've got to speak that truth if you really love them. You can't let that spirit of rebellion keep you from doing what God has for you. To have that spirit of rebellion is nothing but keep you from having a closer relationship with God. Think about it. That spirit of rebellion as He was sitting on that side of the cross was trying to keep Jesus to doing what He's supposed to do. But I love the man on the right. Yes. Yes. He, he rebuked that spirit of rebellion. Yes. Sure did. Yeah. See, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take people kind of like on the right side. That right side that's not afraid to stand their ground sure. and realize what someone's saying. If, see, sometimes that spirit of rebellion will come in a disguise of a prophet or someone coming in as a as quoting scriptures but it will take somebody on the right side to recognize that it's not of God that's right right. you hear what I'm saying I'm not talking about anybody individual I'm talking about every church across the nation I really did not want to preach this like this because there are some people out there will think I'm talking about them personally and I'm not so please forgive me I'm only speaking my God that's laid on my heart and a lot of this goes strictly towards me and my walk with God I want you to understand that a lot of times we preach God steps on our toes as well sometimes even in my area in my life I will not recognize sometimes I get influenced by the spirit of rebellion and sometimes even in my life I don't realize it like when somebody put out Luke you're making some snide remarks you're tearing up some peace in the church let me tell you that was a spirit of rebellion and it took someone that loved me to speak that over me and say Luke you got to stop it you hear what I'm saying Sometimes it takes that if you really love someone. And I want you to understand, sometimes that spirit of rebellion can get into us without us even realizing it. But if we keep our eyes on Jesus, if we keep our eyes on what God is telling us, and even when if we're asking ourselves daily, search ourselves, or being like Paul or Peter talking about I die daily. But it took the man on the right side and says, Now, you you hush up. Shut up over there. Shut up that talking. Because what we got is what we deserve. But this man here deserves nothing. This man here knew no sin. This man, even the Word of God tells us, he knew no sin so he can become sinned. It was us that deserves to be on that cross. It was us that deserved to bled out. It was us that deserved to be whipped. But Jesus loved us so much, even a man that was born into this world that knew no sin became sin 
so that we can have right standing with God. Amen. Oh man, we don't deserve that. But God says, I love those people so much. I love Jeff so much that I send my begotten son for Jeff. If Connie just believes in me, Sister Wanda says, if Connie just believes in me or if you just believe in me, Jesus, you will have eternal life. Did you know it even tells us in John 3.17 that He did not send His Son to condemn you, Deidre? That's right. That's right. He did not send His Son to condemn Luke. Come on. Amen. But to save me? Yes, amen. To save me? See, that spirit of rebellion will tell you that all we do is go around and condemning you. That's all the Word of God does. But according to my Bible, there is no condemnation. That's right. Come on. Then it has to be that spirit of rebellion. It has to be that spirit from the very beginning when that angel decided to rebel against God and thought he was higher. Yes. Hmm. We have to recognize who we are. We have to check ourselves daily to make sure. Even as pastors, even as as prisoners in a church, as leaders and Sunday school teachers, it's so important that we check ourselves every moment we get, especially when things don't feel right. We need to make sure things are lining up with the Word of God. If I'm feeling condemnation, then what do I need to do? Is it Jesus condemning me? Is it the Word of God? No. Come on. If I'm feeling like that preacher's talking about me, now if I feel like that preacher was in my living room and didn't got up behind that pulpit and preached everything I did behind closed doors, was it that preacher convicting me, condemning me? No. Just kidding. <laughs> Come on. But that spirit of rebellion will sneak in there and say, Well, looky there, they're trying to point you out. I hate to break a lot of people's heart. We have no clue what you're doing half the time. Exactly. But God knows. Exactly. I wasn't there when you was in the casino. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there when you took a drink. I wasn't there when the Holy Spirit was trying to knock on your door and telling you to listen to me, but instead you picked up that phone. Amen. I'm talking about myself right there. Come on. Amen. That's what that spirit of rebellion will do. That spirit of rebellion is trying to keep you understanding of what Jesus did for you on that cross. 
that spirit of rebellion is there. But see, I thank God for the second man because he represents the second R. And that means he was repentant. He knew he was in the wrong. See, there's so many times I knew all the problems that I ran into wasn't because of anybody but Luke. It was me that chose to get addicted. It was me that chose that got angry. It was me that lost in my flesh and got angry and reaped out in sin. But I recognize that. Yes. But instead, that spirit of rebellion says, no, that was Deidre's fault the way she was talking to you. And you laugh, but you think about it. <laughs> I mean, you think about it. No, no, the reason you don't want to go to church is because you don't like the way Pastor Connie's preaching. Ooh, I think she's judging me. Mm. I've seen the way Pastor Jeff eyeballed me. He's going to preach on something. Come on. That's how the spirit of rebellion does. It tries to push the blame on everything else. And guess what? Look at our government. Look at the way our world is now. We're putting the blame on everybody else but our own fault. Guess what? It was because the church was too busy sugarcoating and too busy worrying about offending people. We was too busy patting the enemy on the back. Instead, when the end, we was patting everybody on the back and telling them how much Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's, I'm not lying. Jesus does love you. Right. But, and we're telling them how good heaven is and how good of a partner you could be if you become part of my ministry. Uh-huh. You're going to be so blessed. God's going to bless you so much. I know I serve a God that blesses. But I also serve a God if you don't get right with Him. That's right. He ain't sending you to hell. You're choosing to go to hell. That's right. See, we forgot to talk about the hell part. We forgot to... We, and over the years, we don't hear the hell and condemnation, the hellfire preaching. That's right. Instead, we pass the blame on everybody else. But guess what? It's our fault why they took prayer out of schools. That's right. That's it's right. our fault why the government's the way it is. Right. You think about it. We spent years, we're, talk, we're complaining about this generation, how these kids are acting. It's our fault. Guess what? You take the time and add it up. We took prayer out of school, we took God out of everything. Guess what? How do you expect this generation to act when you take away God? But it is time that the church repents. It's time that we recognize I'm the one that deserves to be on that cross. It is me that deserves that. It was me that was in the wrong. It wasn't the God loved the world that He sent His Son so that I don't have to spend my life in hell. That's right. If I choose it. That's right. Man, He gave us an option. Yes, he did. Woo! An exit door. An exit door. He gave us me. Yes, he did. He who knew no sin That's right. became my sin. That's right. Yes. 
always think about it when Jesus was in that garden on the western slopes of Gethsemane. As he was praying at that rock of agony, he was saying, Take this cup of suffering away. Can you imagine? All your sins throughout your life was in that cup. Every lie, every cross thing you did, and then on top of it, you add on all the sins in the world. Homosexuality, rape, molestation, murder, thieving, putting God's name in vain. That cup was literally overflowing. And He took that cup so that we can drink the cup of righteousness. Yes. It said, He who knew no sin became sin so that we... Hmm. Yes. Yes, Lord. I like this. He that committed sin is of the devil. That's just flat out blunt. Yep. For the devil sinneth from the beginning. Yep. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he can destroy the works of the devil. Amen. Whosoever is born of God does not commit sin for his seed remaineth in him. He cannot sin because he is born of God. Took that second man showing repentance. And Jesus said, I will remember you. That's right. The third R is redemption or righteousness. That he took that cup and he drank that. And felt every pain and every sorrow. He felt every time you cried out in pain. He felt out every time you was hit and every time somebody violated your body. He felt every tear that came out of your eye of the sorrow. <coughs> and those times when you it was so dark in your life so that He can bring you light if you choose. The key word is whosoever is born of God. Whosoever is born again. Just like the man, he was repentant. Repentance leads to revival. Yes, it does. Repentance leads to restoration. And I don't know about you, but how many people out there you know that needs restoration out there? Either they've been serving God and they ran from God. They need some kind of restoration. How many out there that's been hurt by that spirit of rebellion? They need restoration. But I love it more than ever. He who knew no sin became sin so I can be the righteousness in God. Yes. But furthermore, the Son of God was manifested that He may destroy the works of the devil. Yeah, that's right. Take it a little furthermore. I like this one. 
Ye are of God, little children, have overcame them because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. See, we can focus on all our problems or we can get on our knees and come to God because he bled out so that we can come to God and say, cry now, Jesus, I need you. I need you. Yes. So we can get our redemption, our restoration, yes. our revival, yes. our restart. Come on. Amen. You get what I'm saying? Yes. Mm. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'd rather be out there destroying the works of the devil. Amen. Than sliding myself in with a spirit that all it wants to do is destroy the works of God. Yes. But see, the thing is that rebellion spirit, you have to remind yourself. That rebellion spirit likes to give you a deceive you by an image that is much bigger than the God that's in you. Mm-hmm. But you, you have to remind yourself greater is he that's bigger. That's right. That's right. And then you speak it forth. Yes. And let me tell you, that spirit will run. Yep. That spirit yes, does not like when, let me tell you, I guarantee that thief did not like that other thief. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine when that other thief says, hey, we deserve to be here. We deserve to hang on this cross. Mm-hmm. You shut up. That's right. I did not mean to preach it this way, but that's okay. That's okay. Come on. Amen. Greater is He that's in me. I have to speak the truth. Because yes, I'm tired of that rebellious spirit that's in my house. I'm tired of that, that, that Jezebel spirit that attacks our churches and attacks our partners' churches and attacks our schools and attacks our government. Let me tell you, I've had enough of the devil. I had enough of him interfering. And let me tell you something. I'm going to take it a step further. I'm tired of my mind, my own self, Amen. telling me I'm not good enough Amen. to do God's work. Amen. You catching what I'm saying? Yes. Devil don't even have to do half of the work because our mind tells us that. Well, that's why we walk by faith and not by sight. Right. You know what I'm talking about, Pastor Cody. I knew he was going to get that in there somewhere. <laughs> yes. It's not by feeling either because there's days you feel like. You don't feel like that. You don't feel safe. Yeah. You don't feel nothing but nothing. The thing is, we got to stand up and say no more. And we got to speak forth the word of God. We got to speak forth Mm -hmm. the word of God. If you feel like something ain't right, you search for it in the word of God and get things right. Yes. Yes. Sorry. 